on the road to the riches cause it's all about the paper now buckle up your seats and prepare for the journey let the music ease your soul grab a spliff and start burning uh relax with us and take a trip to the heavens and come and spend a day in the 757 All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the After Show, but later it's your boy D, joined again, as always, by El Kukui. What's up, what's up? We are on episode number 64 today. 64, man, it flew by. I've actually done like the last like 10 with El Kukui, so so right here, this is the new team. We're the new squad officially. I think this is the new After Show, but later. Right on, thanks, that sounds, I, I like the sound of that. You know what? One thing I keep forgetting to do is I keep forgetting to ask people, if you're listening to the show and you dig it, wherever you're listening on Spotify, Apple, anywhere, can you please leave us a review and, um, you know, give us the five stars preferably. But if you think we suck, give us one star, whatever. As, uh, as long as you give us, you know, stars and then you comment, those comments help actually push the podcast so it'll be recommended and shit for more people so if you guys could take a couple of like 30 seconds to a minute out of your day and just do that for us it'd be greatly appreciated if not well oh wow we just appreciate you guys actually checking it out and yeah, yeah. um and i actually we're, we're we've been on a high this week because we heard that we have a new we have a new listener and he he i guess he he digs the show right i mean yeah that's, that's what i'm hearing so um I'm excited, bro. If, uh, if rumors are true, I'm excited. Yeah, you know what? I you I won't even um you know what let's let's play this first and see if, if people can can guess who the who the person is that digs the show. I'm listening to the after show, but later. Oh if we'll we'll play we'll play name that guest, I guess. Um name that person that's listening. But um yeah, man. I don't know what's going on. It was a great week. What do you have for the week? What's going on? Well, uh, I want to get things started off. If uh, Rich Rich made a statement, and and I found it really intriguing. Uh, his claim was that Randy Watson, Randy Watson, invented the mic drop. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I've I'd never heard it before that, but. Um, I, I won't say it's a hundred percent true, but then again, I won't bag on him because I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I, you know, I love rich to death. Normally don't see eye to eye with him. I think on this one, I do. I, oh, I think, really? I, I think Randy Watson, I, I think he did. That was the mic drop heard around the world. We didn't know we heard it when we did. You know what? I thought you were going to tell me because I know you're um, in the past you were involved in, in some hip hop shit. I thought you were going to tell me, nah, this shit's been going around. You know, we were doing that shit since the 80s, you know, dropping mics. And I'm, I'm glad that you didn't because because, yeah, it's nice to every once in a while agree with Ridge, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and I wish I could, you know, take some of that credit on that mic drop. I mean, I, I don't know, man, but I, I think that's the, that's the first one that at least for me when from my lifetime where I can make the, the recollection and actually rich made it. I just got to agree with, with his point, but uh, I, I think he's right. I think I can't believe I'm saying it, bro, but I think rich is right. Rich is right. Those is that, right. The, in 64 episodes. That's the first time I think that's ever been said. So, yeah, well, you know what? I think he's right. I'm, I'm just, and now it's monumental, right? It, it, your show wasn't complete without a mic drop. No, and you know, actually, this kind of um, makes me think about something else. Do you remember when they had, we might have discussed it, but I don't remember. So if we did, I mean, forgive us if you're listening. Um, but 
did they what did you think about when Covino made the same um statement I guess about um the word milf and Rich was saying and Spot I believe they were saying that it was first on like American Pie or some shit and Covino was saying they've been using it since like the early 90s well Covino doesn't really bullshit a whole lot I I personally only heard it the first time I think on on American Pie <clears throat> but I'm I'm not gonna if, if if he says that he said it before that fuck it I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and see, uh, it's kind of hard for me because Covino's got like a couple of years on me, and so for me, when American hey, Pie hey, came hey, out, bro, we're the same age. Thanks, me and Covino. Oh, really? I, I didn't, <laughs> hey, I thanks. Didn't, damn. You no, know, but okay. Well, that, I guess that makes sense because check it out. Because for me, um, the the first time I heard it was American Pie as well, but right. I was in like fifth or sixth grade when it came out, so. I, I wasn't hearing it much before that, you know, so even if it was a popular thing or it was, um, you know, pretty, I guess, cool amongst like dudes talking with their homies. Right. In fifth or sixth grade, we um, MILFs were like the furthest thing from our mind, you know. Right. Yeah, and I so, was a little older. Um, I, but uh, yeah, I think the first time I, I heard it was, was was Stifler, right? That's because to me, that's the connection I personally made with making him a fucking legend because he banged mm -hmm. the MILF. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no, yeah, definitely. You know it's funny. Um I heard Gary V talking about NFTs and shit and how yes. like it if you um could if you knew the person, the one person who had the very first ticket who had bought the very first ticket to ET, like wouldn't that be cool? Right. And you know, I was thinking about like Stifler, like he's the one who said it and got the credit for it, but right. I wonder who actually like wrote it. Was it was it like who wrote that line, you know, and we'll probably like never know who's actually the one in the writer's room who wrote it. Or did and, he improv? Did he did he just free freestyle it too? Though was that yeah. outtake? You never. I don't know, man. It could have been that too. I'd never even thought of that. So he you know, he could you know what, be. Though, bro? You know what? You talk about NFTs, bro. We got to get on that, man. If Gary V as successful as he's been in all those different companies he's invested in, and he's talking about it now, and it's only gaining traction like the first week or two, I wish I would have bought Bitcoin when my buddy told me to buy it. It was only four thousand. I'll tell you that much. Oh, you know what? Um, NFTs. Yeah, I listened to a, another um, podcast with Gary V, and he was talking about how he's going to be involved with NFTs for the rest of his life, right? And he was saying the last time he had a feeling like this was when it actually came to the internet. And he right. called it, he called it, um, what did he call it? The internet, like 2.0 or some shit? Like oh, the web 2.0? And he was like, that was when, I guess, email started becoming a thing, and then eventually YouTube, and then, so... He knew the internet at that point when he put his website up on the internet, he was like, this is a game changer. And right. he was saying that for NFTs, he feels the same way. So there's going to be, it's going to be for him, he said, as a consumer and also as a creator, it's right. definitely changing the world. And, and he said a few years from now, when people are talking about it, you know, um, even now he said, it's kind of crazy for him to be talking about it. Cause he's been looking into it for, I guess, a few years or something, but, um, Besides that, damn, what was I going to tell you about the NFTs? Um, fuck, there was something about the NFTs, Gary V. Fuck, I don't know. Um, just, yeah, I guess we can move on until I remember. 
but we got to get in on them because here's the thing is 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 because even if it's only say it just it, it you know sputs out in a year or two or three years if we know now it's going to rise right and what you said i didn't even think about it you said et you're right bro think if you had the first ticket ever to et what's that worth how many millions is that worth and that's what that's what Gary Vee is saying is that it's going to be we're going to have proof of that. So just like when people are selling like bootleg Jordans, right? right. You have to be like a fucking like a, a sneakerhead, a crazy ass sneakerhead to figure it out and be like, oh, no, wait, the stitching on this one's a little different or some shit. Like there's even um, like, quote unquote, official Jordans that are coming from like fucking the Jordan like shop. But right. because their stitching was like a fucking millimeter off or some shit, they can't sell them as like authentic Jordans. So they throw them out. Those right. get leaked and people start selling them as real Jordans and shit. But right. with this NFT, you're going to have the authenticity of it digitally. So there's going to be no way to be like, are these real Jordans or not? You're going to have the NFT and you're going to know right away it's a digital fucking Jordan, you know, or whatever the fuck it might be. Well, what's crazy is, you know, I have a hustle baseball card. That was my first hustle. Like the first way I started really making money, money, I was about third or fourth grade and I started opening baseball packs and I would open them, trade them in and, you know, trade the kids down the street, trade the kid up the block. Like I was, you know, that's what I did. I was a hustler with, with baseball cards, but I haven't really got into them a whole lot since they've been graded. But think about it. How many million Michael Jordan, 86 player rookie cards out there? How many of those are out there by the best grading company, PSA, that's graded a 10? Right. Those Michael Jordan cards go for over 100 racks when like an eight goes for like, you know, maybe 10 or 15,000. So the gap is huge. Mm -hmm. So when you said first ever ET ticket, I bet that thing is worth 20, 10, 20 million now. I you bet know, you get five million for the first. If you had the first ET ticket or the first Star Wars ticket, bro, someone's cashing out. If they have verifiable coa that it's authentic guaranteed and you've got that first ever ticket and it's acknowledged that's worth millions dude yeah no and that's where we're going that's where we're headed i mean that's where what, what gary v is saying is that these nfts are going to be a game changer because you're going to have that digital proof you know that digital proof on everything from art to music to to um if he was even talking about his books and saying that if he wants to release like so many like nfts or whatever for his books or whatever then that's going to be it and then in a few years there'll be collector's items or whatever you know so it's yeah. just crazy changing everything it's changing everything it is bro it is well matter of fact i hit my buddy up shout out mars one he's a uh, he's an artist out of san francisco and i and he does some pretty good work and you know he gets a good value he's, he's in some shows and whatnot and uh check him out yourself i won't i won't blow his horn too much but i hit him up today and i forgot i was like hey bro what's up with the nfts and he's like you know it so he's gonna start doing nfts too and why not right because he uh he's got like that underground culture art where people just kind of vibe and like they're into it and once again if you start nft in it and putting numbers on it like a one one you know what i'm saying dude that's money can you imagine think about this like think about people that are are like um say underground and they go mainstream like i guess a, a good example of that would be like eminem right he went as mainstream as you could possibly go i was gonna say tech nine because i was listening to tech nine this weekend but think about eminem who went like completely mainstream right. think about having like the first eminem um mixtape release single or some shit right right when he was underground 
So undergrad, and now that you know, and and probably now it may have declined a little bit his popularity, but but right. think about like in the um, mid two thousands when we were like when Eminem was like coming out with the Marshall Mathers LP, and he was all over the place. And then if you had that first release, first mixtape NFT, man, that shit you could have sold that shit for a gajillion dollars, you know. I'm gonna blow your mind right now, bro. I'm gonna blow your mind. Remember, I told you back in the day, I did the uh, the hip hop thing. I had my label and everything. Mm-hmm. Check this out. You remember Yuck Mouth of the Loonies? I got five on it. Yeah. You heard, you heard of Mac Dre? Yeah. I don't know if we can see this or not, but those are Mac Dre's lyrics. Written. Oh no, shit. Yeah, those are Mac Dre's lyrics in the book. No, they're not coming in too good right now. No, no, no. That right behind it, our anthem was a flatline, and there's Yuck Mouse flatline. There's for the for the hook, and there's his verse. See, that's an original NFT right and, there. And here's here's the funny thing about it is if you look at it, even the page is ripped, bro. He wrote Mac Dre wrote after the ripped page. So like if you look right here at the bottom. Oh, the so he he wrote onto the next page. Yeah. So that's NFT, baby. I don't know if yeah. it's worth any money, but I ain't selling. Hey, and that's the thing is that some people are going to have shit like that. They're NFTs that they're going to want to hang on to forever that they could even pass down as like an heirloom. Right. So, you know, generations and generations from now, we could have had, um, if this shit would have been possible in the 60s or 70s, can you imagine having like the first um, release of like Abbey Road or something, right? And then my, you know, my granddad got it and he was a teenager and he passed it down to my dad and then he passed it down to me. And now you have that and you can do what you want. You can either sell it or you can pass it down to your kids. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Like Gary Vee was saying, it changes the game in every way you can think of. For sure. Well, yeah, it gives the ultimate collector value to almost mm-hmm. anything. You know and I mean? it's that you have that, that immediate authenticity, which is dope, you know, Absolutely. that, that you can't say like, like it's a like anything like I was saying the bootleg Jordans the bootleg you know records the bootleg this is like not a physical copy this is going to be digital that's going to have all of the metadata in it and it's going to be it's all right there it's undeniable right no I even even recently I've been wanting to buy some memorabilia so I was looking like at a a Magic Johnson Larry Bird signed autograph uh, picture you know just some stuff to kind of hang out in the man cave but I yeah. want to make sure you get you get the um you get the one, bro. You PSA. You don't want no bunk shit. You don't want no bunks. It, it ain't worth nothing unless PSA approves of it. And so this digital shit, that's next level, bro. Well, think about it. If you wanted like um if you wanted like a Yankees bundle, I heard that there's one, you know, sw- swarming around over there in Sherman Oaks that that Cavino's been trying to get rid of for a couple of years that nobody's picking up on. <laughs> he's got that. He's got that um, Yankees memorabilia that he's been trying to circulate on Craigslist, but nobody wants to take him up on it. Uh, that's fucking great. Man, uh, oh, you know what though? I remembered what I was gonna say earlier because when we first started talking about the NFTs, um, there's this new crypto, and I'm not very versed in it yet. But you know how there's, of course, like you have your um, Bitcoin and your everybody has like their Litecoin, and everybody's going crazy on you know Dogecoin, all this shit. Well, there's this new thing that's been going on for a few years that it, I guess there's like three phases right. before it can get like sent to 
I guess, market in a way. And and if you're listening to this and I'm completely off, completely, I mean, correct me because I'm just talking about how much I know, right? Well, from what I understand, it goes through these phases, then it can get sent to like market or whatever the fuck, and then it can actually eventually, say years down the road, get traded as um, a cryptocurrency. Right. So um, there's this one right now called Pi. Have you ever heard of it? No. All right. So there's this app, and I'll send you a link to it if you want to fuck with it and and watch some videos on it or whatever. But right now it's in phase like two or three, right? So it's in like one of the last phases before it can possibly go out to shit, right? Right. Well, it's this thing called Pi. And you can mine it. I was trying to um, explain it to my girl last night. And she was like, listen, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So just stop telling me. So <laughs> so I'm yeah. going to tell you just because I'm excited. So back in the day when people were mining like Bitcoin and shit, they had like these supercomputers, right? Where they were mining. Ah, oh, fuck. Of course, my camera had to go off right when I was getting in a groove, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so... Back in the day when people were mining Bitcoin and shit, they had like these computers that were crazy. And, you know, you even I don't know if you've ever seen shit where they have like these. They look like factories and shit. Nothing but like computer towers and shit. Right. They're all connected to each other. or They're all mining Bitcoin and shit. While with this one called Pi, it's an app on your phone and you can um, you hit it once a day and you can even once you hit it, you throw the app away. So it's not using your your battery your memory none of that shit you hit mine it'll start mining this new crypto called pi and or uh, this digital currency called pi and then it mines it for 24 hours and you get like i've done it for like two days and i've have like eight or nine pi right and it's like yeah it could be a complete waste of time but Say in 10 years, each fucking pie is worth like 10 grand, you know, and by that time, say I have like 20,000 of them, then I'm a fucking millionaire, you know, and and so it's just like, yeah, there's a slim chance it could even ever amount to anything. But in that slim chance there is and all I have to do is hit the button once a day. Right. Then why not? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, man. So I think everything's changing with this shit. The crypto, the NFTs, a lot of shit is going digital. To where it's a game changer, man. And I think if people get in on shit early, like the Cavino and Rich Patreon, right. by the time it blows up, people are going to be like, oh, shit, how come nobody told me about this sooner, you know? It would have been a certified Carl already. They could have been. They could have been hearing about El Kukui, you know, and and um, I actually heard them say um, this week that they were they were happy that people are coming back like Green Optimus. And um, I think Armstrong is back. So it's it's actually cool, man, that they're actually going this route and getting some of the loyal people back. You know, I, that's what I said. That's why I was, you know, when, when some of the Carls were acting like they didn't want to spend the five bucks at first. I was like, bullshit, dude. We've been on this train for fucking 15, 16, however many years they've been on it, you know, mm-hmm. um, don't let five bucks get in the way of that, dude. Support these no. gentlemen. They have truly treated us not as as even list, listeners, but friends of the show, right? They've given us a level of of respect that you just don't get from people in on a platform like that. We owe it to them to give them our loyalty. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely feel the same way. And when it comes to that, I'm like, Fuck, man, I'm doing everything in my power, like not to like swing from their nuts or anything, but I'm doing everything in my power to bring 
as many new people as possible because me too. like, you know, there I've have, I've had friends that are starting to come over that wanted to check it out, but they weren't too hot on getting on serious because they were like, ah, you know, I don't really listen to like all that other shit. And you know, it's like 20 bucks a month or whatever for right here, the entry level five bucks, you can get started. And right. I think, I think it's a game changer. I, I, I know they don't want to hear it because it's kind of like, it's easy to say when you're not in it, but I think it really can be a blessing in disguise, you know, as cliche as it is, you know? For sure, bro. And I'll be honest. And if you put it in perspective, before we started the show, bro, I was hungry, went to Carl's Juniors. They hit me at 520 for a fucking milkshake. You can't spend five bucks for four shows a week, four or five weeks out of the month. I mean, a good quality entertainment with the people you've been riding with anyways. I mean, you got to do it, man. No, and there was something. Fuck, I wonder if I wrote it down. Um, let me see. Oh, you know what? I haven't even talked to you about this. We had to actually end up giving. Um, last week we had our Patreon giveaway, right? Right. Um, I actually had to end up giving it to somebody else because the dude that won it, that we actually made the whole hoopla for, right? Never. Um, I guess claimed it because I had said we were good I, on the Carl page. I was like, Hey, we're going to give this away this time, whatever. Um, the dude never hit me up or whatever. So I tagged him in a post right. and I was like, Hey, you know, um, you're the winner, you know, hit me up to claim your shit. He never did. And then I sent him a message. So I try to go above and beyond. Right. right. And, um, I was like, hey, you know, here's the info. I sent it to him because I was like, you know what? Maybe he's not on Facebook very often or whatever. Never never even read the message. So I was like, all right. So then I tried one last time and I put it on the crawl page. And I was like, hey, if anybody knows this dude, get in contact with him and let him know that, you know, we're waiting on him to claim his shit. Right. He never did. So then later during the week, I did another little car hole fucking. I just threw all the same names that we had in there. Right. I just I just ran it again. And um the winner for that was actually Brad Vandersloot. And I hit this dude up and he told me that he's been trying to um to actually pay for the Covino and Rich shit, the Patreon, but right. he's been having issues. And I was like, fuck. I was having issues when I was first um trying to get on it too, and it kept saying your payment didn't go through. So I tried like a different bank and then it was like for days it would tell me at the top of the Patreon. Uh, it said your payment didn't go through. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm watching Covino and Rich right now. Like, right. so I was having some issues and it was frustrating, but I right. said, fuck it. I just kept trying while well, this dude said that he was trying to, and he kept getting fucked. So it was cool that I actually got to reach out to him and he was so fucking grateful. So I'm um, giving a big shout out to Brad Vandersloot because I, I really appreciate him actually being grateful and we had a lot of interest. A lot of people were hitting me up saying, oh, I didn't know you guys were running a contest or whatever. So I made yeah. sure to let everybody know that in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing the same thing again. Brad Vander Swoop, bro. Oh. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, Brad. Congratulations, bro. Oh, when, when man. are we doing that next giveaway? You know what? I, I figured this out. You know what? Let me see. I wrote it down. I told you I'm writing everything down physically. Um... I get. I, I might have fucking not even wrote it right here. Oh, okay. I have giveaway. So what I want to do is because last time, of course, we we thought about it a couple of weeks in all that shit, whatever. Um, we're actually only fourteen days into 
the actual Kavino and Rich on Patreon. So we did our best, you know? Right. But what I was thinking is to give people, you know, a heads up and all that shit. I yeah. want to run the contest from March 23rd, 20. No, I want to run the contest March 22nd, 23rd and 24th. And then um, that brings us to, let me see. 22, 23, 24, we'll run the contest. So let's see. Next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll run it. Okay. We'll pick a winner like Thursday or Friday. And then when whenever you and I record that day, we can give it to somebody that weekend. So they'll have like basically like three or four okay. days before the first comes and then they get access to it. I just want to do it a little ahead of time. Right. But. I didn't want to do it too ahead of time to where people are going to be like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to pay for Covino and Rich if I'm going to enter this contest and I can get it for free, possibly, you know? So right, right. there was kind of a, I was kind of like, okay, well, I can't do it too early to where people right. say, fuck it. I'm going to enter this. And if I don't win, then next month I'll pay. But I didn't want to do it too late to where I was having the issue like I was with this dude where he didn't claim it and I had hit up somebody else, you know? And it's woo. So, Yeah. I guess the giveaway is going to be March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. If you're interested, if you're listening to us and you're not currently subscribed to Vino and Rich's Patreon, make sure you check out our social media. And if you're not on social media, just hit me up. Text me or something. Um, our number, if you want to text us, 928-235-5285. And, or we're after show BL across all social media. So if you're not on Facebook, it's all good. Hit us up somehow and say, hey, I want to be entered. This is my name. That's yeah, all you that, got to do. Because that's what I was going to say, man, because I'm, I'm a diehard Cavino Rich listener as there is. But I ain't, I'm not a Carl, bro. I don't have a Facebook. So we got we got to get everyone involved, huh? One way yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, again, if you guys are definitely interested but you're not on the Carl page, all you got to do is text us, 928-235-5285, or hit us up anywhere on social media after show bl and it's either going to be myself or al kakui getting back to you we don't have a whole production team just yet that's just so, us bro. <laughs> it's just us it's going to be one of the two yeah. but um yeah and man, shout, out I, to the carls. shout out to the carls I, I know i'm not on there and uh you know i don't have a facebook i don't i don't want to get stalked i don't want anyone running my name and knowing where i live and what size fucking chones i wear and all that bullshit so I don't got a Facebook, but much, much, much love to all those Carls out there. <laughs> what what yeah. size Jones I wear? Well, I'm just saying, bro. You know, you, fuck. You all you gotta do is Google someone's name, and if you got social media like that, like Facebook's the worst one. Like they can get anything here and there, right? But Facebook, shit, they'll sell your soul without you looking. Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, I don't mind if my soul gets sold, so I'm on there. But yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, man. Well, um, from this week, what did we have as far as notes? I'm looking at my shit right now. I had Brad Vandersloot. We had, let me see. I don't even know what the fuck some of my notes mean. I have BTS promotion. I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm like, is it, is it that Korean pop band I'm talking about? Or is it sure. behind the scenes? I have no clue. I have no, no clue what that means. What about a... All right, Rich. Sorry, bro. I gave you some love to start, so here we go. Um, what about Rich, bro, and, and Spots Muscles, where everyone was texting in that Rich doesn't see himself how we all see him, and uh, he just he just appears. I don't know, man. There's, there's something funny about it. What do you think, bro? 
Um, there's two things I'll say. One, Rich is a little jealous of the attention, right, that Spot's getting. And I said one. Now B, I'm going to use letters and numbers. I think Spot might be, and I don't want to be fucked up. Because he's in way better shape than I am right now. But I think Spot, I know it's a little shtick that he's doing. I know it's a little gimmick or whatever the fuck where, you know, he's like buff guy Spot. But I think, there, I think there's a part of Spot that thinks he's a little buffer than he is. I feel fucked up saying it, but that's how I feel, man. I, he was out of control of watching the extras with his fucking smart balance fucking margarine. What are you talking about? Oh, well, are you talking about his cooking shit? Yeah, Egg Mountain, bro. You didn't see Egg I didn't Mountain? Wa- I haven't watched it yet. Ah, uh, he made, yeah, he did Egg Mountain. It was cool. It was it was a nice little extra bonus for, for sure. For the people listening that don't know what we're talking about on Covino Richards Patreon, if you pay for the behind the velvet rope little um, tier, I was which one we're giving away? That's what we're giving away. We yeah, give w- shit. No, we're gonna give you the ten dollar tier. But on that one, Spot did a little behind the scenes little cooking, um, and they cooked Egg Mountain. What did that consist of? I haven't watched it. Can you give me a little rundown. Yeah, he just basically uh, he he, he cut, cooked up some vegetables. I think he had some squash and, and some onions in there, and uh, he had some egg whites, and he mixed some like Faget yogurt, and he just made this little like eggs and, and vegetables, and he had these like well, he called them crepes or something, but they look like egg roll wrappers. And uh, he instead of breakfast burritos with a tortilla, he was he was putting it in there, and he was just mm-hmm. bullshitting, saying that he gives Cavino Rich the ground coffee, and he's over there fucking grinding his beans and. Just spot being spot, right? Yeah. But, uh, but no, he uh, part of the one of the things that, that caught my attention was he was using that smart. I'm a grocery guy before my my new career right now, but he was using that smart balance butter. It's like a margarine, and it's fucking. I guess it's heart healthy because of you know his issue. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, bro, that shit heart healthy. That motherfucker's one molecule away from plastic, bro. What are you talking about heart healthy? Like really. Well, I, I, what? I think that's the same shit when it comes to all of that beyond shit, it is, like the bro. beyond me and all that shit. People don't want to have meat. But then when you're having that, that shit's worse for you than the actual meat. Just because it's an alternative, people think it's dope and it's good for you. You know, bro, I got my old lady one day. She she was using some tahine, right, with uh, 50 percent less sodium. And then she wasn't happy with the way it tasted. And I was like, hey, check it out, baby girl. I didn't graduate Harvard or Yale. But why not just use 50% less of the regular tahine? Wouldn't that still be 50% less salt? Right? Oh, my like, God, just, yeah. Just, just use 50% as much. It's the same shit. If they're taking 50% of the salt out, but you don't like it with the, without the salt, just use 50% as much. Same fucking, you're accomplishing the same shit. Hey, you know what they could do to even, um, they could just um, half their servings as far as like on the nutrition label? Yeah. So just all right, rather than an ounce, half an ounce, it'll give you half. Throw a different color in the fucking label, like maybe throw like a, a fucking blue stripe or an extra fucking black stripe or something, and just have you right. That's even a better the exact right. same shit, but one says half an ounce and one says an ounce for the serving size. Hey, bro, it's the same as the Oreo thins, right? Just give them a smaller package, a smaller bottle, and have smaller serving suggestions on the fucking label. That that's dope. You know what's funny is that. Um, I was I actually saw those recently when I was at oh fuck when I was at Walmart I had seen um those Oreo thins they come in like 
a hundred calorie pack or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. I was like, all right. Cause I know my ass, if I see the Oreos open, I'm going to eat the whole fucking container. I don't care if it says family size in there, you know, it, but if you have the little packet, you're like, you have to physically go in, open it, you know, it's a hundred calories. And I feel like for somebody like me who has like absolutely no self-control, you know, <laughs> it gives you a little bit of a little, one X, one little barrier, you know? I don't have too much self-control either. I mean, I'm a lot better than I used to be, but I do like to grow up. And what's funny is if my chick ever listens to this, she's going to kill me. But uh, she fucking, those those packs are perfect for her, bro. That shit, she eats one of those and she's fucking, she's good, man. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I look at that shit like, I'm not even wasting my time. But she's also, <laughs> she's also the chick that still gets Happy Meals because uh, that's the perfect size meal for her, bro. She'll go, to, she'll go to McDonald's and order a Happy Meal still as a grown woman. That's funny. You know, um, I don't even know if I ordered a Happy Meal as a kid. I was like, fuck that. Give me a combo, you know? <laughs> I sold the toys, bro. I sell the toys. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you know, it's funny that you say that because I remember um, you told me like you were like flipping like baseball cards and shit. It's crazy because there's those people like I guess like yourself who always had that like entrepreneurial like spirit to you because like I remember – at school, we would have, um, do you remember like bomb pops and like bullets and like all those ice creams? Yes. Well, they had, they would sell I'm them for like, bro. well, they would sell them for like, um, like what, like a dollar at school or some shit. Right. In the little like ice cream bar or whatever. Right. Well, I remember I, there was like this kid named Michael. I never forget. He brought a fucking pack, like a little 12 pack of fucking or 24 pack of bomb pops. And uh-huh. he was selling them all for like a quarter. People were saving money instead of going to the fucking little bookstore or whatever we had. Right. And he was making a shit ton of money because that cost him like $4 and he's right. making like 12 bucks off of it or whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. No, I used to, uh, we used to go to Costco and buy candy. We used to fucking buy boxes of baseball cards and sell the packs at school. Shit, I remember like in eighth grade, bro, I used to sell condoms, right? You could go buy condoms. They couldn't turn you down from buying condoms. You sell them for a dollar condom at school, right? Yeah. When they started getting laid, you know what I mean? Eighth, ninth grade. And, uh, that, and see, I never had that shit in me. Like I never, for me, I, now I wish I would have looking back. I'm like, man, I would have been making bank if I would have just done this shit or if I would have done this. And like, now mm-hmm. I look and I'm just like, man, like that was, it wasn't instilled in me as like a kid or it wasn't, it wasn't part of my personality. You know, I just never, that was never me. Oh, bro, me and my homie, uh, his name's Tip Dog. He's a Covino Rich listener, too. I I had a paper route, and he was one year younger than me. So I hired him to help me. Bro, we ended up buying a fucking moped, and he would sit on the back and chuck papers as I'm driving across people's fucking lawns. That is a trip. I didn't know you and your homie went back that far. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we uh, we go. We, we went back. Shit, some little side note. Here's how crazy. Here's how far we go back. We were doing that fucking paper route and my dumb ass got a bright idea. I think I was 13 at the time and he was 12. So we, we did the paper route and I was like, hey, let's sneak out our parents' car. So I got my dad's car, bro, and I snuck it out in the middle of the night. And we did that shit like two or three nights in a row. And the fucking third night, bro, I went around a corner at 40 and smacked that shit into a telephone pole. Oh, we my goodness. My car, dude. You I was wrapped still- the 6-4 around the telephone pole. Did he say anything about that? Left it, bro. Ran home, tried to fake like we were asleep and shit. Oh, it was all bad. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Damn, that's some shit that I, I saw on TV when I was a kid, but I was never the one to do it. That's crazy as shit. Yeah. Took yeah. your parents' car and then fucking crashed it and then tried to even f- lie and sleep. 
Oh, my pops was out of town. That's the fucked up part. He was out of town in, in, in Washington fishing. And it was my mom. So then when we went to my house and shit, so she had to make the call because they we left the key in the ignition. So they knew we did it. And uh, they had she had to make the call. Are you pressing charges or not? You know, if you don't press charges, they don't pay to fix the car. Because you got to have so, a police report. So they're like, let's lock this little fool up. There's El Kukui at like nine years old with cuffs El- behind him. I fucking tipped <laughs> off. I ain't saying <laughs> shit. I ain't, you no. know, walking... No, we were solid though. You know, he never said nothing. I never said nothing. They knew. None of us really admitted to it, but they fucking knew. But uh, yeah, That's dude. Cr- well, they know now. I think yeah, the statue know. of limitations is is over now. It's over. They they can't do nothing now, bro. <sighs> That's <laughs> crazy. Um, what you got? Oh, you know what? what I have for, again. I guess we can go. Oh, you know what? And first, before we we continue, I got to tell Spot. Um, I haven't texted him or nothing, which I should because. Oh my. My sister texted me. I haven't texted him or nothing to tell him thank you, which I need to because it was really nice. I don't know. Did you text me when he gave that shout out for that um, super that soaker? Super soaker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, you know what? I didn't, just gonna, text you he, I didn't just text you either because he gave you the shout out. I texted you because it clicked when I didn't know you. You didn't, didn't tell me. You sent it to him. So when he gave you the shout out, I'm watching the upgraded $10 version on Patreon. I see the super soaker and I just could imagine him just blasting the fucking neighbors. He's spitting loogies. Yeah. You know what? And it was funny. It was something he mentioned in passing where they were talking about loogie guy and spot was like, somebody needs to send me a super soaker. He was like, and I'll put it up over the balcony. And I was at work and I was like sitting there and I was listening. I was like, Oh, fuck it. I went to Amazon, which is dope because think about it in the past. If this was like 10, 15 years ago, I'd have to like go to Walmart or fucking KB Toys or some shit like that, buy it, take it to fucking UPS or FedEx, you know, send that shit. This way I was just like, all right. And then fucking it's sent, you know? And, um, but I I appreciate that because, you know, I sent it to him and he did, he did hit me up when he got it and he was like, oh, bro, thanks. This is dope and all this. And, um, and I appreciated it, but he didn't have to do that shit on the air. So I, I really, that to me that was like so freaking awesome because we had earlier in the week we had um oh shit earlier in the week we had i'm listening to the you know after show <laughs> but later and then we had spot with that so it was dope it was a good week overall man but oh i was gonna tell you now that i give spot that good thank you i just wanted to talk about um they were talking about, I guess, Rich, when they were talking about Spot's new muscles and shit, and Rich was saying, like, <laughs> uh, Rich was saying, do you think, um, like, you would go out now and, like, bang all these chicks? Or he was saying some shit, right? And right. Spot was like, no, because I'm the same person and all this or whatever. Right. But it oh, goes. I notes too, bro. Oh, you do? Yes. I have, what I have, actually, what it says word for word is Spot, comma, you are only as loyal as your options, right? Is it Chris Rock that said that? I think so. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel there's any truth to that? Well, fuck, let me tell you what I got. And then it might even just answer for me. All I right. got Rich is jealous about Spot's muscles and his new look. All of his compliments are backhanded and is attacked with attachments negatively, like how he might cheat and he's not the fat office guy anymore. He just sounds like an insecure, shitty friend who got passed up by his buddy who does not hear how he sounds to everybody else. Hey, Rich, the, mes- the message when you communicate is in the receiver. 
and you're the only douchebag not seeing how you're looking at everybody else. Sorry, Rich. Damn, you put some fucking heart into that statement, huh? Bro, when everyone's texting and you still want to argue and everybody's telling you wrong, that you're wrong, I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't know, bro. Do you need to be smacked upside the head? I mean what what <laughs> what, 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 what what the fuck is wrong with you at that point? Do you need to be shaken? I, I don't get it, dude. At at that point, I don't know what you I don't see, and the thing is, bro, I'll be honest, I don't think he probably intends it that way, right? Rich at his core, I don't think in his core he's trying to be a dick to spot. Rich is just being rich. But sometimes when Rich is rich, Rich can look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's pretty much what I got, bro. What yeah. Got? Well, for me, I'm thinking, like, I understand what you're saying because I see where you're coming for, from as far as, like, the rich comments. But when it comes to Spot, I'm thinking, I don't want to say he's only as as loyal as his options because... <laughs> Like, he's got his wife, and he loves her and all that shit. But I don't know. At the same time, I don't think he's ever been tempted. And even now, you know, especially in California, you guys are still kind of quarantined. So I don't know. Once Spot gets back to real life and is doing yoga instruction in person, and say they they find a new gig and they're at a new office building... I don't know. Temptation's gonna be there. That's never been there before. So is Spot gonna how not not is Spot gonna be able to handle it? The question is, how is Spot gonna handle it? You know? Is he gonna get kind of frustrated? Like, fuck man, before I didn't have all this temptation, I might as well get fat again. Or is he gonna be like, I like this attention, I'm gonna get even buffer, and then right now is gonna be fat spot, and in two years he's gonna be extra ripped spot. So I don't know. I'm just curious to see what's going to happen once they do get into more of a normal and Spot has this new look. You think the goose will be on the loose or what, bro? I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, the goose is never, the goose has always been chained, right? Yeah. So right now, somebody took a fucking uh, grinder to that chain and the goose is running wild. So he That's may. mission. He may he may be crazy. You know what though? At the same time, the goose may get the chain broken and sit there like like you know. It, think about like when a dog you have a dog chained to a a fucking um like a tree, right? There's some dogs once that chain breaks, they fucking book it and they're all over the neighborhood. Some other dogs it breaks, and I've had dogs that are more timid where they're like, oh shit, it broke, but this is my area. This is where I'm supposed to be. Right? Is that gonna is that gonna be spot? You know, you is know he going to be right there? I, you know, yo yo with my weight a little bit, you know, up through the years. Um, I, I, I have, you know, I'll gain 20 or 30, lose it. I mean, I, you know, and, and sometimes I'll keep it off for three or four years. And then sometimes it'll take me three, four years to, to get it back off. Right. But I'll tell you one thing I saw him doing with Egg Mountain that I ain't ever did. And I have lost weight, bro. But there's one thing that I seen him do that I ain't ever did, which, in my opinion, sets him up for success in the future. He was fucking weighing his food. Have yeah. you ever weighed your food? Have you ever weighed food? I have. I mean, it doesn't look really? like it, but I have. I have. Yeah. I and your food, bro. I was like, he's like one ounce of sour cream. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right no. now? Dude? I've never done it. No, I have. I mean, it didn't last very long, but there's been a lot of like fitness channels and a lot of like, 
you know, um, I, I think I've talked about Kai Green a few times, but he talks about a lot is like just starting, you know, just start wherever you can. And there's been times like most recently, I would say I actually, it was maybe two years ago at this point, I had lost 52 pounds. At this point, I have put on another, like 30 of those, right? So, but at that time, there uh-huh. I had went from like Kai Green said, just start wherever you start, right? And just trying my best to actually wane shit. And I even, um, I even had I had a little scale that was like a more ghetto kind of scale, right. and I was even looking on like looking into getting like a more efficient, like higher quality scale because I was really getting into that, and it's something that I have done in the past, but. For me, it just got kind of like I'm fucking hungry and I just don't feel like doing this shit anymore, you know? So Yeah, no, you know, and, and I'll say this, you know, I exercise I still ride my exercise bike. Uh, not my exercise bike, but my mountain bike. I ride it two or three times a week. I probably get in about 15, 20 miles a week. Um, and when I was hardcore, I would ride five miles a night at the gym and then sit like 30, 45 minutes in the sauna. But my trick was is I didn't diet per se. Like I didn't pig out no more, but I would drink water all day and maybe have like one protein shake or one like a protein bar from the time I woke up until five o'clock. And at five o'clock I had dinner, right? That just had a normal dinner. I didn't drink no soda. Um, I drank a lot of iced tea with no sugar because there's no calories in it. And I would just eat the one meal a day. And then about an hour after I was done, I would go exercise. And that's kind of what worked for me, but I ain't ever weighed food and I, and I'm not knocking it, but I just, when I seen him doing it, Again, it was almost like the, when we're talking NFTs and you're talking yeah. ET's first ticket, when I seen Spot weighing the food with his smart balance, you know, margarine or whatever the hell's in that fucking bucket, um, it, it, he's, he's, he's more serious than I thought he was. And, and that probably has a lot to do with his results and why he looks good. You know, I mean, he, yeah. Spot's got his yokes on. I think he's also kind of embellishing in it too, right? Because I've always been a big dude and somewhere under here, here's some muscles, but they've never shown the way shot spots are showing right now. And so I'm, I'm happy for him, bro. And he's probably yeah. for the first time in his life. He, like he said, bro, it's like getting a new toy and he's just taking it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you know, I, I think, um, for me, the, like the best shape I've been in, in the last like 10 years was, I would say 2011, and um i had broke i broke my leg and blew out my knee and shit in 2009 so two years afterward um my doctor when i had when i broke my leg he recommended for me to get a recumbent um bike that was stationary right right so what i would do it as like rehab at my house so i got me a bike then i would rehab it a little bit so i never had to physically go to um like a you know, physical rehab or any shit like that. But because I would do my own shit at my pad. Well, two years after I broke my leg, I started riding that stationary bike like religiously to where I was riding like 30 miles a day. And hold on. There you go. I was riding that shit 30 miles a day because like from where I'm at in Yuma to Welton is 30 miles. And I remember I would be done with my workout going, Oh, I rode my bike to Welton today, you know? And that was like, so that's honestly one thing that like now that I think about is something that I want to either get a bike, like you're talking about like a physical mountain bike or something, or, um, 
invest into like another recumbent bike or something like that because it is low impact on like my knee my right. knee's fucked up still to this day i've had like four surgeries on it but um something that's low impact like that that i could sit there and fucking listen to Cavino and rich or something right. and be on it for a couple of hours to where i am gonna ride like 15 20 miles a day you know hell yeah no that's when i hit my bike rides that's what i'll do i'll chief real quick and then uh i'll just put on Cavino and rich and dude you can just like you say you get at least an hour out of it no problem mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's man, it's something that I definitely, I definitely want to do because, and honestly, my diet. I know they always say it's like 70 seventy percent diet, thirty percent working out. Yeah. For me, it was probably the opposite for me because I was doing that on the bike, and then I was working out three to four times a week with some of my best friends. We were we were working out pretty pretty strong, and my diet wasn't all that great. I mean. It, right. But my, I was, I was, you know, constantly, constantly um, working out. So I don't know, man, but it's something I definitely want to get back into. Cause it's, I don't know when you, when you start feeling like spot, you're just like, damn, like, like see, even like when I was lifting, I've always been a big dude when I was lifting. I still, I mean, fuck, I did not look like spot. Like as far as like when he flexes and you see that, that little, his little hump in his, in his bicep, you know, and I mean, I, I never saw like results like that, you know? No, I mean, and, and I used to close at a grocery store. So, I mean, fuck, did we rebuild the water displays every night? And, you know, we're lifting probably 20 pounds, a thousand, 2000 times a night. And I didn't look like spot. Mm-hmm. Shout out spot, man. That, I mean, yeah. keep doing what you're doing, bro. Congratulations. And uh, make Rich hate it. Yeah, I want to. I want to see Rich's challenge that he said to Spot, where he had said in a month he could look better than Spot. Nah, it's not gonna happen, Rich. I, I know mean, it's not gonna happen. I want to see Rich. I want to see how he looks. You know. So yeah. I think we we need to um, we need to text into the show this week and be like, hey, um, how's the challenge? So what's going, going on with Rich's um, challenge? You know, and just kind of put it out there because Rich will get irritated to where he'll want to do it. Yes. So. We got to get them to do it. And hey, any of the listeners out here, when you're listening to Cabino Rich, man, help us out. Call in. Fuck with Rich. Get him to get him the challenge spot. Let's see what he's got. Man, I, I definitely I want to see I want to see Rich get mad, you know, and do something besides play basketball with Ben, you know, play basketball with Ben. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, how, how much of his muscles do you think they were from the testosterone? That's the question. And I don't care if they are, right? He's got him. He looks great. Fuck it. If if it's, you know, partially from the testosterone, hey, fucking so be it. I'd take the shit if I look like that. Um I think it helps, but but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, who knows? I'm no I'm no testosterologist. So I couldn't tell you, but um I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it. That's why I was kind of puzzled for a minute. Yeah. I was like, wait, Rich or Spot? No, it was Spot and Covino that were low, right? Well, I know Spot's taking it, and they, they had mentioned that it could be responsible for his muscles. And and remember, he said something about a midlife crisis. He bought the Mini Cooper. He's all yoked. Yeah. Damn. No, I didn't. I completely forgot about that. I forgot that they did that test. Yeah, bro. And I think he's man. Taking, he's taking at least a supplement. I don't know if he's taking the actual testosterone. What the fuck? And I'm sure they'll say something next week. But uh, I think I he even- might. I don't even want to take I don't even want to take a testosterone test. It's going to come back and say that I took um, the, You did? What happened? I my shit my shit was measured different though. But um 
they did it in like milliliters or something. Cause I did a saliva one. I don't know what those guys did, but uh, no, they said the fucking, the dude from my range was in, in between like 35 and like 80 milliliters or some bullshit. And I was at like, it was 80, 35 to 89. And I came in at a 75, which is weird because they were using different numbers where they were using like 300 or 400 or, or whatever the hell it was. So I don't know if they took a blood test or if it was the same. Um, mm. I got my shit at fucking Walmart, <laughs> spit in the tube, mail it in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Spit in the tube. Damn. Mail. You know what? I'm going to do that. Let, let's, um, in the next couple of shows, I would say, um, I want to do that because I'm curious. I, my results is going to come back that the female you tested, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, you know? <laughs> uh, and I had you know? it, I had it written down here too. I just, I'm fucking looking for it, but I don't, I don't see it, dude. But yeah, yeah. I, I had to, at that point, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm about the same age as Cavino. You know what I mean? And if these guys are taking it, obviously in 2021, there's no shame. So fuck it. Let me see where I stand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's definitely, you know what, you know what would be dope for somebody like me who's, um, who's got that bigger than spots previous body. Um, I would like to do a test right now and then get on working out and all that shit for a few months and then do another test see how it's improved just, just naturally. And then see at that point, if, um, it would be cool to go to like fucking get some, a treatment from like GNC or some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, this one was like four little vials, and they had you spit at like eight a.m., noon, four p.m., and then eight at night, and you just couldn't. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is that fuck when I was lifting with my buddies and I was um pretty on it. I remember going to I didn't test my levels right, right. and I was like fucking nineteen at the time, right? So. Let me see. Was it that time? Yeah, this wasn't the time when I was riding the bike. This was before. This was like right after high school. So I was like 19. And <laughs> I remember I didn't test my testosterone or nothing, right? But right. I said, fuck it. I was like, it would just be dope to have more, right? Regardless. Like maybe my shit's through the roof already because I'm 19. So what I did was I went to like fucking GNC or whatever the fuck we had here. Right. And I got me like a treatment that lasted like a month or some shit. And so I just incorporated it into my fucking regime of my protein shakes and shit. And I don't know if it helped. I don't know. I mean, but I was pretty fucking pretty active and shit. So who knows? I mean, looking back, I should have probably measured shit before and right. after. But I just I was young and I said, fuck it. You know, fuck it. I felt like I was on some TRT or fucking. um or like fucking like human growth hormone or some shit, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That's great. But hey, uh, hey what about Cavino's Vespa gang, bro? You gonna join? You know what? I, I already want to make some t-shirts and start sending them out. Fuck yeah, no for sure. Vespa's locals forever. Yeah, yeah, you sent me a picture of the the leather jacket that we're uh, gonna have bro. to wear. We can have no. four of us deep fucking mobbing around on fucking scooters. <laughs> no, think about this. Think about like when the world opens up in like five years when everything's 100% and Cavito and Rich are making $10 million a year and they're like, fuck it. We're going to throw a DBC and we're going to we're going to fly everybody out that wants to come because we're fucking, you know, they're yeah. fucking when when they're doing all that and we show up with our fucking jackets and we have one for Cavino. Oh, yeah. We, you know, 
I, I went like I went like this because he's he's a little guy now. He lost a lot of weight. So. Hey, we'll give him one in the frame, bro. They can put it in Rich's the new studio at Rich's house. It's the best. Oh yeah. What do you think about that? That's what I wanted to talk about as well. Their studio. Hey, hold on real quick. Though. I got I got a story about the scooter, bro. What's so up? check it out. Back when I was hustling baseball cards, there was these two bottles in my neighborhood. One was named Bobo and one was named Mouse. And Bobo was like 21 and I was only like eight or nine. And the fucker had a Honda Spree. Well, I didn't know it at the time, but he would make me give him like three, four, five bucks. And he would let me, he would fill the tank up and he would let me fucking drive that shit around the neighborhood until I ran out of gas, right? And uh, <clears throat> anyways, one day I go to take the fucking scooter back and his fucking family, bro, and I'm like, nine dude i'm third grade or something fourth grade at the most right and i'm just a little innocent fucking kid i was hustling baseball cards but i wasn't you know i wasn't smoking cigarettes i wasn't doing nothing i shouldn't have been doing and uh apparently dude bobo was a drunk so his dad pulls me to the side i guess he thought i was drinking with him because they see me on his fucking scooter but yeah. what was going on is i was giving him four or five bucks for the, to fucking to ride the scooter and he would he go buy a 40 well, he would put the 50 cents in gas because, you know, back then gas was a dollar a gallon and those fuckers don't have more than a dollar a gallon on it. So he mm -hmm. would fill a fucking scooter and then he would buy a few tall cans and he would sit there and drink them while I fucking burned up all the gas. Oh, that's crazy. And how old was Bobo at the time? I think he was about 20. He was early 20s, 21, 20, yeah. 23, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and who, they, who was the other dude you mentioned right now? His name was Mouse. And then the kid that was fucking my age uh, shout out if he's listening because he'll remember that his name's Leo Luza and fucking Leo Luza that was like their little cousin where he was like one year older than me so if I was in fourth grade he was in fifth or sixth and then that was his older cousins and yeah Bobo was like the neighborhood fucking I guess he was getting drunk all the fucking time because like I said bro I was a little fourth grader and his dad came out one day all tripping and shit because I was bringing the scooter back and he thought I was getting drunk with him and I was like hey man I don't know what you're talking about and he said something about beer and alcohol and so I guess he was taking my money too and getting all fucked up you're like, I don't like beer. Nah, I was eight, dude. I was just trying to go from one house to the other to the baseball card shop, which is crazy, right? Because if you think about it, like today, ain't no little nine-year-olds mobbing around on a scooter with no helmet, no license. Damn, I know, they, I know. They ain't the same, bro. We used to just dip, right? And think about it, like insurance and all that. Bobo didn't give a fuck, bro. I had this little yeah. hot spree and he had speakers fucking mounted on it, bro. And I'm just jamming through the neighborhood, dude. Didn't he know that you just drove your parents' car into the fucking telephone pole like a week before that? Nah, bro. That was that was uh, four or five years after. Oh, okay. That was eighth grade. Oh, okay. Damn, man. You have some fucking stories. Yeah, I'm bro. like fucking. I remember like me and my sister like killing ants. <laughs> that's what we did in our fucking spare time, dog. You, oh man, that's crazy. Fucking Bobo. Oh, yeah, that was Leo Leo Luza, bro. That was his fucking older cousin. Anyways, but when when Cavino starts talking about his Vespa and shit, and I was like, hey, bro, look at the fucking the Vatos locals, the Vespa locals forever. For real, no, I'm I'm definitely down to join that. I make, get, a little, I'm gonna, hey, make a little arrow, bro. Cavino can lead the pack, and we'll just kind of make like the little triangle and fall back. <laughs> oh man, people! Oh, what were they? Oh, you know what? Actually, I have something right here. They were talking about Cavino. Actually, when his mom called in, shout out to Tensia. Um, uh, they were talking about Cavino getting made fun of and shit because they thought he was Asian. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I have like a similar story is that I've had people like badmouth like Mexicans and shit to me because they think I'm white. Really? And yeah, where they'll be like, 
Um, and I don't know too, if like even people growing up with me, my last name's Fitz, right. And growing up, I never went by my middle name. It was always just Daniel Fitz. Right. So I've had people like talk shit and be, and I'm like, I'm fucking Mexican, you know? And they're like, Oh yeah, sure you are. You know, like, but it's just crazy. Cause I'm like, even like growing, like getting my first couple of jobs, I've had people like make kind of comments and shit. And I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, do these people, are they fucking like. Are they idiots or something? Because to me, I'm, I'm like, okay, why are you even going to say anything like kind of racist and shit? Especially if like, it's not like I was a black dude and they knew for a fact I wasn't Mexican. I mean, where I live, we live 10 minutes from the border. Right. There's a good chance that I'm fucking Mexican, you know? That's, and, what, that's why I'm surprised right now. It's like that close and they're talking shit. Yeah. No, like it was funny. There was... um. I remember um, there was actually I was at a grocery store recently or recently I would say it was maybe like a year ago so fucking whatever. Well, the dude it was funny because when I walked up, he started talking to me in Spanish and then he like apologized immediately, right? And then he was like, "Oh shit, oh shit." He was like, and then um, then I was like, "Oh no, it's cool. I understood him. I mean, he didn't say a whole lot in like a you know." Right. And then he was like, "Oh, for real?" He was like, "You're Mexican?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, oh, he was like, fuck. He goes, and he, this dude was like hella Mexican, right? He looked like fucking, he was fucking straight up like from like Oaxaca and shit. Like he was dark as fuck too. And like, but he was like, I, I, I would never guess it. And I told him where my dad was from. And he was like, this motherfucker was like blown away, you know? And I was just like, fuck, I guess like, just like um they said it in like Selena, you know, where she was like, I'm too American or too American for the Mexicans, too Mexicans for the Americans or whatever the fuck it was too brown for the white people and too white for the brown people or whatever the fuck. That's exactly how I felt and how I have felt a majority of my life where like I've had um, I even had like close friends of mine because my Spanish is terrible where they'll tell me like, oh, I'm supposed to know Spanish and, you know, or they'll ask me like, why don't I know Spanish? And I'm like, I don't know, motherfucker. Like, my parents didn't really speak it in the house, you know? Like, right. like I'm like, why don't you know Chinese, you know? Because nobody spoke it around you, right? Like, right. yeah, my dad was, like, from Mexico and shit. But I think, I don't know if part of his shit and his subconscious was, like, he didn't want us to kind of go through the shit that he went through, like, not really knowing English. Or I don't know what it was, but Spanish wasn't really spoken in our house very, very, very much, you know? And right. I can like get by, but it's just, it's just always something that's been crazy to me. Like, um, yeah, it's just nuts, man. Like, you know, what's crazy is my mom speaks Spanish. Yeah. And, and, uh, growing up in the, I'm good. I'm decent. I, I, I have, I struggle putting sentences together, but I started feeling hella bad because about, uh, five years ago, I was working on the West side of Fresno, bro. We had, a, we had a lot of like farm workers that would come in and do shopping and, Part of being in the grocery store, we're supposed to ask everybody, can I help you find something? But if you don't speak Spanish, you're kind of going down a rabbit hole because you might say hola, right? And then you're fucked. And uh, so people, a lot of people, if they didn't speak Spanish, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even ask. And so I started feeling bad, dude. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. So I called one of my fucking compas and said, hey, bro, how do you say fucking do you need some help? I already knew how to count to 100. How do you say your change is? And so, fuck, I started learning and learning and, and actually helping, right? Because I thought it was fucked up. I was like, these nice people are right here and everyone's scared to talk to them because they're scared mm -hmm. to try to translate. So I, I learned a lot that way. Um, like, basically, like, I did, did you know fucking uh, 
There's no word in English for fucking aluminum foil. They call it aluminum papel. They call it aluminum paper, bro. And like I would never, I would have never fucking known that had I not fucking reached out and just trying to trying to treat them with the same respect that we treat everybody else. Yeah. No, that and you know it's crazy because like my girl, she even says like she's like as white as they come, right? Fucking blonde hair and blue eyes and fucking. She was born in Florida. Her family's in fucking Jersey, and she was raised in Temecula, and now oh. she's fucking here. And you can't get any whiter than her. But um, <laughs> I always do an impression of her dad. Oh, where you haven't met my kid's mom, bro. So hold that thought. <laughs> oh well, well, um, she she'll she tries all the time, even at work, where she like she says like you know like. 29 or whatever their changes right. you know and like um like you know um you know what is it like comprar uno and um otro gratis or some shit like another one free or some shit right, like right. she says shit like that where where she actually like tries and shit with with our community because it's so fucking like, like so mexican you know right. and I, I to me honestly like I very rarely even have that confidence, but I think for me, one of the things is, is that I had a friend tell me, shout out to Eloy, who just had a baby. Um, he told me one time, I never met anybody who had the accent, but didn't know the language, you know, because right. I could be like, like, I don't know, like, um, quiero comer or like, uh, you know, like, right, right. Voy a la tienda, whatever, like it just whatever little sentences, you know, like, um, or some shit or whatever the fuck. But then you hear that and you're like, oh, okay, this motherfucker knows Spanish. So then they go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. At least like for my girl, if she's like, um, you know, like, que tenga buen día or whatever. People are like, oh, she's trying, you know. People are like, she's trying. For me, they're like, oh, he knows Spanish. So then they just start fucking talking to me. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker. Más despacio, por favor. You know, like. Yeah, bro. So what were you going to say about your girl? My kid's mom, bro. I don't. She is so white. If you go to a Cracker Barrel restaurant, they're going to have a little picture from the inside of the fucking menu. (laughs) She might even even be on the inside of the napkin with her white nasty. I worked at a Cracker Barrel. That's funny that you say that. Oh, shit. Some some of the some of the best times actually that I had as a kid I was like nineteen and it was fucking it was the funniest shit ever. How's um, the food? Is it good? Is it does it live up to the hype? It you know what it's good. Um, but I haven't worked there since two thousand nine, and I've been there twice since. <laughs> so oh, I don't good. know. I mean, it's good whenever I do have it. The couple of times I have, it is bomb. Like I did go out with my girl and her family. Um, um, when they were down, we went and had like breakfast or some shit. It is really good, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's because I really didn't have it like a whole lot growing up or some shit. It just, I don't know. It's just country food, you know? So you have the mac and cheese and shit. Yeah. It's all fucking, I mean, it's good. I just don't go very often for some reason, you know? You ain't got no fucked up stories about what they do to the mac and cheese or something crazy from working No, there? you know, I, I have a funny ass story though uh, about me one time. Because I was a cashier, so I was supposed to always be up front, right? right? But if we ever had two cashiers, so it was somebody else and me, I was never in the front. I was like, fuck this, you know? I was 19 or 20, and I was like, I was right there. Just I basically had a job so I could chill with my friends, you know? Right. And um, I remember one time my buddy John, right? He was a grill cook, and I knew him from school, and we, we knew each other from school or whatever. He was a grill cook, and... 
I remember I was in the back fucking around and I thought it was funny to wear those gangster slippers to work, right? Do you remember the gangster pantuflas, the black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was funny to wear fucking my Cracker Barrel white button up with my black pants and those pantuflas, right? So I was like, cool, I'm fucking mobbing around in my cholo slippers, right? Right. So I was in the back, right? The grill was pushed a little forward. I, I didn't know. I'm walking on the side and the floor was fucking wet because it was right by the dishwasher, right? Dog, I fucking slipped like in a cartoon, like I was slipping on a banana peel. Oh, and fuck. I fucking, oh, fuck, boom, landed on my fucking back. Didn't give a fuck because I was like, oh, my God, like I could give two shits about my back at the time. I was right. just thinking, who the fuck saw me, right? Right. So I'm looking around and I go. Oh, fuck thank god i was like nobody saw me you know my fucking buddy john was behind the grill because he was cleaning it he's all dude are you okay <laughs> and i was just like fuck man it was so fucking embarrassing because i had to get up and limp away like i like nothing no nah, i was like no nah, dude i'm cool i'm cool fuck you know like, you know yeah. going back to the front i was like oh fuck man but that that's one that's one of my stories from then, from back then, where I'm like, fuck, man, I never forget that shit. Cause even though he was the one dude who saw me, it was embarrassing as fuck, you know? Right. Hell, yeah, did it fuck up your uh, white Cracker Barrel fucking outfit? Uh, nah, because um, maybe I was wearing, we had two, two choices. We had a white shirt or we had a blue shirt. I oh. may have been wearing a blue shirt and just fucking got a little water on my back, you know? Oh, fuck. So who knows, man, but. That was a good ass job, actually. Uh, it's crazy when you think about the people from back then, like my buddy John. Now um, he's got a kid, and he's a photographer, and he fucking did like ten years in the military, right. and um, he he was in the Marines. And then like I have another buddy from that time who's now he owns his own like electrical um, company, and he's fucking making bank, and it's just like. It's crazy when you think about that. those times when you guys were, like, kids and fucking just having a good time. And now, like, everybody's grown and shit, you know? For sure, brother. Hell, yeah. Man. What a... Have you seen... I've seen one, one of those fucking um, videos. That, maybe it was the little guitar thing that Cavino did. I, I seen he had his chain on again, bro. He was rocking his chain. What you chain? chain guy? His memory... No. Remember, well, I remember like a while back when they were still on Sirius, Rich was giving him shit because I guess Cavino busted out his chain again and he was rocking a chain on the show. And, you know, fucking Rich, where's your chain, Cavino? Cavino likes his yeah. chain. And he's just saying a bunch of shit about the chain and Cavino's getting pissed. Bro, don't worry about my fucking chain. All right. And, and I remember I heard it for like a day or two and then it kind of went away and I haven't heard it since. But then when I seen Cavino, you know, jamming out on his guitar, he had the fucking chain on. Yeah. No, you know, um, oh, fuck. Hold on. Let me plug in my computer. I have 7% battery. Usually I just plug it in automatically. Um, fuck. No, but I, I, you know what? It was, I was so disappointed at myself that I watched that shit after the fact because that one that he did where he was playing his guitar. Uh -huh. Do you play any instruments or no? No, I'm not. No, no. Yeah, no, no. Well, I can, write, I can write lyrics, but I can't play no instruments. Well, you know, um, I was so like, I was so bummed out that I didn't get to see that live because, 
I think that day he did that live, I might have been at my brother's house or some shit. But I would have loved to have sit there and like play along with them because I, I'm not like dope at a guitar, but I could fucking follow along. Like he was playing like three chords, you know? Right. He was playing, I think, F, A, D, and like fucking C or some shit, right? And, um, or was it like F sharp? I don't remember. It was, it was some, it was only like three or four chords. And I was just like, damn, that would have been so cool. That's one thing that's dope about their Patreon is that they do shit like that. Like Covino in a million years wouldn't have sat there and done a fucking, hey, let's learn this Foo Fighters song together if it wasn't for their Patreon, you know? And that's something that I still might do. I might go back and watch it again and actually just like fucking strum along with him and play it or whatever. But that's something that I think is fucking dope that you can do shit like that or you can like cook with spot or whatever. You know, it, it's fucking awesome. I, I still wouldn't use that fucking butter. But yeah, no, cooking with spot was dope, bro. Stay away. If you guys are listening, I worked at a grocery store. Nobody buys a smart balance butter, all right? That shit is not good. They don't buy it. You're probably grabbing one with two days left before it expires. Stay away from it. But spotty, I understand. I get it. Yeah. But there's got to be another alternative. But yeah, no, you're not seeing Egg Mountain and you're not seeing the Flex Cam and, and uh, he had the, the fucking fridge cam and fucking spot was doing too much bro he had like four different cams and he's hitting fucking buttons on his phone and switching views but it was dope dude again yeah yeah 10 bucks bro fuck treat yourself don't cheat yourself for sure yeah no i gotta i gotta watch that i definitely gotta go back and watch it because now that you're telling me the different angles and shit and it's just like and it spots a different element to he I like the the element that he brings to to the fellas. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's not like Rich, really. He's not really like Cavino. Spot is spot, which is great because uh, he was solo. So you got to, you know, it was a little more personal. And, and you know, Spot Spot loves to cook and he's in the kitchen. So it, it was great. I dug it, dude. I, I didn't dig that butter. But uh, yeah, I, I, I dug the footage for sure. No, you know, um, one of my buddies that I told you I was talking to earlier this week, my buddy Luis, he was telling me that um, – that it's a trip because at this point, you know, Covino and Rich, and I know they wouldn't, Dark House, it though. probably wouldn't be very smart to like rebrand their shit at this point, but right. it really is Covino, Rich, and Spot, you know, to yeah. where now, you know, Spot's right there controlling everything, but he's on the air 100% of the time, you know? Right. Right. And so it really is a three man show now where it, yeah, it's kind of been that way for the last few years. Um, as long as I've been listening, at least like, you know, almost 10 years, it's been, it's been that way, but even more so since they've gone to Patreon, now it's the three of them, you know, do you remember you when he had spot center where he had that extra hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I caught like the ass end of it. I maybe listened to like a year of it or six months of it or however long, but I, yeah, I did catch it for a minute. It was yeah, that I, hour before Covino and Rich, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I dug it. I listened to this shit. I listened, like, I liked it. No, I liked it too. And um, it was cool because sometimes they would like Kavino would come on if he was like in the studio early or some shit, or Spot would just be bullshitting about like Spot shit. I dug it. I really did. And maybe he could even bring Spot Center back to fucking Patreon. You know, maybe every other week or or once a even month. Even once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Spot Center. Hey, Kavino, Rich, and Spot, if you're listening. Bring back Spot Center, man. Even if it's just once, just bring it back once. Let us live that moment again. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it would be dope, and it would be, 
I think it would be cool for Spot to even, um, you know, just, I, I guess he's kind of doing that with like Egg Mountain and shit, but I'd like to see him like sit there like they're doing their normal everyday show right. and do, do the Spot show, you know, yeah. show us some shit that he's been watching, you know, talk about some shit that um he's been watching on netflix or whatever exactly how spot center was done before i i dug it you know yeah i did too uh, I, I was actually disappointed when uh when they got rid of it man when they i, I wonder what happened there but maybe they can I, tell us now yeah you know um and i you know it's crazy like how 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 much how many things have changed as far as like the amount of hours they were on? Because I believe at one time they had like spot center and they did like a three or four hour show. Four hour and then it, sure. Yeah. So then it was like, then they only did like the four hours with no spot center. And then it went down to three and then it was like up to four and then it might've been two. It's just crazy how, how now I think it's dope. I think right now they have a good groove of where they're at like two and a half hours right. because it gets you so invested as you're listening, but it leaves you wanting more, you know? So I, you, I like what? how they'll keep going too. So now they're not, there's not like, I used to hate that shit when they would tease, right? Usually it's Rich's thought, right? One of Rich's thoughts. And bro, we wouldn't even get to it. I fucking invested. You've been teasing this shit for two hours. And now yeah. fucking here's, here's 11 o'clock. And now I got to wait till fucking Monday, right? No, and, what sucked about that is that if they would, if they fucking camera, I, I know how to fix this, and I just haven't. Um, no, it would suck if they were in the middle of a thought, and then Spot was like, "Oh shit, I forgot, I forgot. We got, we got eight seconds." Arrivederci, we were in the promised land. Now it's dope that they have that wiggle room. Right. So if they do want to finish a story, they'll be like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, let's go ten more minutes." All right. Or if they're like, um. You know what? Let's wrap it up. We'll get to that tomorrow. Now it's their choice, you know? Hey, speaking of, I got a question for you, bro. Were you watching when Rich got up and left the room? Yeah, I didn't think he was going to come back. I didn't either, dude. Yeah. I, I started thinking like, oh, fuck, this is going to be bad. Yeah, no, I really, I don't remember what it was that he, um, that they were even talking about, but I just remember he got pissed and I was like, they were like, do we end the show like that? I don't think he's coming back. And when he did, I was surprised. Like, oh, shit. I, you know what, dude? Again, I, Rich, sorry I give you shit all the time. But it made me feel good when he came back on camera, dude. Because because it just wouldn't feel the same without him. And and for a minute, I didn't. I don't know, man. I don't know what I thought. But Rich Dip, they said, I don't think he's coming back. I was like, oh, fuck. This can't be good. And they were talking about, well, maybe I just moved to Texas. Remember last week he was talking that bullshit where he was talking about maybe I just moved to Texas and flipped the L.A. house. And I'm just like. No, 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 no. We're not going down that road, bro. Yeah. Change yeah. the subject. Um, you know what though? Speaking of wrapping shit up and all that, I think we're gonna have to rip wrap this up or I'm gonna shit my pants. Trojan or lifestyle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Wrap man. it up, bro. I, I'm so close to fucking shitting my pants. So uh, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna wrap this up and um everybody follow us again after show BL across all social media. Hit us up 928-235-5285. If you wanna text us, you wanna say what's up, you wanna leave a little voicemail, that's cool. But if we don't get out of here, I'm gonna have a hell of a story for next week. So send us, uh, send us in for the contest. Oh yeah, until episode sixty five. El Kakui, you have anything to say before we bounce? Huh? All right, uh, later.
Later, bro. To the riches, cause it's all about the paper. Now buckle up your seats and prepare for the journey. Let the music ease your soul, grab a spliff and start burning. Uh, relax with us and take a trip to the heavens. And come and spend a day in the 757. Yeah, no.